Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. It's the Golf Show with Brian Catrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the You heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love live so much? I'll reach across and slap no. him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I was going to be needing a caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. Oh, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the hall, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Oh, we're so glad to have you with us here. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Happy Mother's Day. We have our Mother's Day crew assembled. Cullen Madden and Adam Crooks on the other side of the, gro- of the, other side of the glass. Chris Mascaro and J.R. Ross in the studio. And I'm Brian Katrick. I'm not in, in the state. <laughs> 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 Just the way our mothers would like it. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good morning, BK. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I know she's out there listening. I love you very much, Mom. Yep. Good morning, Brian. I'm obviously not in the state, but happy Mother's Day to you as well. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. Happy I'd be remiss if I didn't wish my beautiful wife, Kimberly, a happy Mother's Day. So, uh, yeah, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes, my mother is listening. Up in Cartersville, Georgia. So happy Mother's Day. I wish mine could be, but uh, and and here here we're going to start with a side note. Nothing better than getting sidetracked one minute into the show. Um, <laughs> when I, when we all are in studio, you guys know that chair that I sit in. Cullen Madden, uh, my mom and dad have been watching on the app since we had that discussion about the cameras working in the studio. Ah, oh, they... so there are one viewer on the app. <laughs> yes. That's but, the one. <laughs> but they tell me that that chair, and you know that chair, I don't know who else at the channel, at the station sits in that chair. They tell me that that chair never gets put on camera. 
Kim- Kimberly told me that. My wife told me that as well, Brian. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Another viewer. <laughs> there you go. Along yeah. with my parents. And the same thing sometimes here. They'll tell me, like, hey, we could see half of your face. Yeah, it gets off sometimes with the okay. aligning, but I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, I was not sweating about it. As I told them, we don't do a television show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was a little microburst. <laughs> see? And that's all That's all that needed to happen. Uh, big week for the program yesterday. Or not yesterday. Last week. For the first time, we did two remotes at the same time, man. Uh, you guys were out there at TPC Sugarloaf. How'd it go? Oh, it was fantastic. I had a great time. Yeah, and, was... and, you know, kudos and thank you to Paul Stankowski for coming over prior to warming up for his final round to spend 15 or 20 minutes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's. A, I'll tell you, he is a very, very good good interview and a very great story. Yeah, he's so, a great guy. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to share that story, and I'm glad that Paul was able, there, uh, able, to, uh, able to jump in on that. Uh, Stephen Ames, congratulations to Stephen, who won the golf tournament, and they, uh, they're heading over. They're playing a major right now. In Birmingham, right. That's right. It's it's great to see uh, that tournament is is one of my favorites on the Champions Tour for for no other reason than the fact that it's a right next door to us, but the tradition of the tradition. And Jack was a great winner of of that tournament several times. But to see the guys that are, that go over there and repeat and come back and win that tournament year after year um, just speaks to the quality of the golf and the quality of the players. Yeah, Robert Carlson and Steve Stricker leading the way by two shots over there with one round to play. Uh, both Padraig and Harrington are 14 <laughs> under par. <laughs> we have a blooper from a long time ago on PGA Tour Radio. Uh, poor guy just got tongue-tied, and he just said, and Padraig and Harrington are leading. <laughs> and uh, we're like, wow, I hope we don't have a playoff with those two. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> tough. <laughs> Not sure how we would sort that out. Uh so that that was a great week. Thanks to Monty Ortel and the entire crew over there at the Mitsubishi Electric Classic and the group at TPC Sugarloaf. Uh, Mike Lipnick, who teaches over there, has been caddying for Stuart Sink this week at the AT&T Byron Nelson and uh, saw, saw Mike on TV yesterday with his big white Sugarloaf hat that says, The Loaf, right there on the front. <laughs> So, uh, so I like that. Uh, other unfinished business from last week: Smyrna City Championship. Yes, everyone is no. wondering. And, and, and is the suspense. And the suspense. BK, mm. what happened? No. D- did I? Why am I being quoted about me? Uh, <laughs> did I win <laughs> last week? Go third person on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Did, did, did you win good. last week? Go third person on you. Yeah. So Brian, Brian didn't start off super well. <laughs> Uh, here's a guy had been playing good all week actually uh but but just iron play wasn't as good as as brian would like it to be just wasn't giving himself enough opportunities playing defense all day the first day still had a chance three shots back heading into the final day and then it you know hats off to randy white who just he shot two rounds under par Walked away with the golf tournament. Every time I tried to, th- to mount, uh, every time Brian tried to mount some sort of a <laughs> an attack, this is not as easy as you think. That's not my uh, fault. <laughs> yeah, Brian just didn't hit enough greens. Brian was chipping for chipping to save, you know, chipping for birdie and, and trying to save pars all day. And that's not how you make up a deficit. Uh, so, uh, Randy White 
who is the guy that won when Brian made the hole-in-one on the last hole, has now won back-to-back Smyrna City Championships. Wow. And this what, time he won easily. I think he won was, by 10 wow. shots. Oh was, my. Brian, was Brian paired with him for the final round? No, no, they did not repair. Oh, okay. So Brian had uh, uh, former Dogwood Club champion Tony Trentacost okay. and uh, Dogwood legend and former University of Georgia basketball star Dave Lucy. Dave Lucy, yeah. Yes. Dave competed in that. Yeah. It's awesome. That's, that's who Brian had. Okay. And uh, and it was a blast. We had an absolute blast. Perhaps so. a, a lesson from J.R. Ross in the future? You get to get that iron play yeah, figured we, out? We uh, he helped. It definitely helped. And, and I hit it better than the day that he saw on the range. That actually helped the whole week because there's a lot of match play going on. Uh, in my life, and I was won a, all three matches. Or Brian has. Brian, Brian did. Brian's Brian did. won all three matches. <laughs> Brian won a match at Pine Tree, also. Uh, and then Brian went up and tried to qualify for the U.S. Senior Open. Oh. And, and birdied the first hole, and then bogeyed the third, but then birdied the fourth hole, and was in it all day, and then, uh, and then wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what did it? What did it take to qualify? It took four under. Four under? Okay. Yeah. Four under got a spot. Four under played off. Okay. There was a six, two fives, and a couple of fours that, I think three fours they played off for the spot and then the two alternates. Okay. Uh, But, but yeah, by the way, that was 131 players for four spots. Wow. I knew knew it was big. How long was it playing? Uh, We played at Woodmont, which was in fantastic shape. It didn't play very long at all. They they played the whole golf course, uh, but it didn't play. It was firm and fast and and just wonderful. It was it was uh, so much fun. Okay, Uh, they had a little rain or hit a little weather late in the day, so I didn't. I had four holes left, but I was also four over par. And because of the live scoring, you knew right. You know, I was mathematically I had been eliminated because there was morning and afternoon wave. I mean, there were Brian was were eliminated. In. Brian was yeah, eliminated. Brian, yes. Brian had four holes left and Brian was eliminated. Brian held, hung in there. But because there was a morning wave, they're like, we didn't even have to guess. There were po- scores posted, right. 18 old scores posted. And if you couldn't mathematically get to those, then, you know, it was just going to clog up the works. And did, they, they sounded the horn. So did they do the blue golf sco- live scoring that way. Brian? It was either Blue Golf or okay. Golf Genius. Yeah, okay. whichever one uh, the GSGA uses. Okay, okay fair So enough. were they? Were you posting your own scores, or was Brian posting his own scores? Brian, um, <laughs> no, one of the guys in the group had his son caddying for him, and, and he and he did it all. Yes, yeah, so we were like, we just immediately looked at the twenty-four-year-old and went, "You're you're doing this." Okay, I, and, <laughs> all right, I, you know, because I, I, all right, that, that you know, that raises a question for me. Because you know we do that in our in our PGA section events now that we you know we do our own scoring on blue golf, and it's confirmed everything obviously at the end. But we also had in play no cell phones forever. Well, now that brings a cell phone into play, and to me, I I think that just opens up a can of worms that you know that shouldn't be opened up. What are your thoughts? So they, uh, I'm with you, but they dropped the no cell phones. No, I know, I know that well, they, had, they had to. I realized yeah, that, but they, they dropped it before live score. No, no, I, and I understand that, and I knew that, but I, I, I just don't think the cell phone should be allowed to come and play when you're playing in a golf tournament. Yeah, it, that's not as I, I get it. You could get there's there's information that you could get that you're not allowed to get. Correct. It's never concerned me. Okay. Uh, I fall. It, we're not going to do pace of play today, but I fall. It falls under the category of I don't care what you do in forty seconds. 
You got 40 seconds. Right. But I don't what, care how many devices what, you have. But what is the guy doing in between your 40 seconds, his 40 seconds, driving there? What's he looking at if, you know, if I'm, I'm hitting a bad shot? Who's he talking to? I, 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 I don't know. Oh, so you're worried about that yeah. he's actually on the phone or texting yeah, somebody. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, don't, you don't think that that can happen? I just don't. T- We're all on the conspiracy uh, theories this I, morning no, on this show. Yes. No, exactly. No <laughs> offense to the instructor on the program, but I can't imagine a piece of golf instruction that you're going to get through your phone in the middle of a bad round of golf that's going to help you. you. You couldn't text your guy that you're working with on your swing and say, hey, you know, what What would you tell me? You know what my, what's going on. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I could. But I'm not valuing that information as much as you are valuing that information in the okay. heat of the moment. Okay. Uh, I'm just not. And the thing is, if you had that thought, uh-huh. right, you showed me one thing the other day, and it was awesome. Right. So if I had that thought, hey, man, I need to text JR here and get <laughs> JR, I already know what you're going to say because I remember what you told me. So I don't actually have to have you text it back to me. But not just, everyone's as smart as Brian. That's not that smart. <laughs> I mean, not everyone <laughs> everyone does things as well as Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Brian didn't get a spot. Uh, just <laughs> funny note, um, and this is this is public. We We know that – I think we know. I hope we know. Uh, it's about to be public. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Billy Andrade is among the, the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame inductees for this coming year. They're, they're going to do that. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and Billy Andrade is going in the Hall of Fame. And I've, I've been thrilled, been asked a few times to help the GSGA out with the videos. Uh, you know, to, to voice over the videos for the folks that go in. I'm th- it's, it's an honor to do that. I'm thrilled to do it. I hope I get to do it forever. Um, so that morning I had an afternoon tea time on, uh, on the Tuesday and Doug Belden was going to caddy for me and we, we had a, we had a blast, but that morning I did the, the, the hall of fame video for Billy Andrade. So, and, and he was on the golf course and that afternoon I had to go out there and compete against this guy <laughs> that I just put in the dead gum hall of fame. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> Didn't seem fair. Yeah, that's that's not that isn't fair. That is a tough one. Yeah. I can't beat this guy. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I bet that's never been done before I, either. But we we, we got to go back to the <laughs> mathematically eliminated with Brian. Yes. Because the guy that makes a hole in one on the last hole <laughs> That's true. Should never be out of it. I yeah. mathematically I can't imagine that guy was out. Uh well, you, I was I think I was six shots out with four holes to play. So I felt like I was mathematically eliminated. Um but you're right. You're, part, you're, you're, you're a, a hole in one and a couple of double eagles away. That's, that's true. Right. If I I had a par three and a par five left. So you're right. If I had aced the par three and hold out on the par five. I could have taken. I could have taken Billy's spot. Couple double eagles. <laughs> could take it. Take that Hall of Famer. <laughs> See, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you were still in. Yeah. Well, also they blew the horn and they bolt, pulled us off the golf course, and uh, we were there. We stopped for at least forty five minutes, and uh, and it was getting dark, and I was getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got to go home for dinner. I got to go, guys. I already know how this ends. <laughs> the, the mac and cheese was waiting for you, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, the Alfredo. Yeah. The chicken Alfredo. Yeah. No, I hit the KFC on the way home. I <laughs> okay. I ate my way back. Ate uh, my way back yeah, home. But, uh, but thanks to everybody at the GSGA <laughs> and the folks at Woodmont. It was it was great. Um all right, and uh, and PGA Tour event. I'm doing the AT&T Byron Nelson. Scotty Scheffler backed up a little bit. I don't know if you guys watched any of this, but we got Austin Eckroat, uh, Marty Dow, and and Ryan Palmer leading the way at 16 under par. Anything catch your eye from uh, from Dallas? I like. I mean, Jason Day has definitely been been in the hunt, you know, quite often this year. So can I he mean, play a good fourth round? That's yeah. the thing that's gotten in Jay Day's way. Yeah, that's that's the one that I kind of jumps out at me. <laughs> Well, yeah. and the thing that jumps out of me, obviously, are the names, right? I mean, we got guys in the top four that aren't in the top 200. That's the interesting part to me is can one of these guys from way downtown right. hold on and win this golf tournament? You know, can, to your point, can Scotty, who shoots 71 in the third round after a pair of 64s, turn it around to make a charge? And can J-Day put a fourth round together? Those are the stories in my mind. Those right. are good stories. Yeah. And on top Look. of that, Sean O'Hare, who's not in the top 10, but he's in the top 12. I like to see a guy 40 years old kind of coming back after he's, he's played some good golf and, and, and then disappeared for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. But here we see him back on uh, at least the first page of a leaderboard. I like that story, too. Yeah. The 40s and 50s-somethings. Yeah. Well, well, you know, 50s in the, the, the new 40, right? That's so. right. They're important to Chris because those are the live targets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No, those are the guys going to the champion store in a little while, and those are my boys. Yeah. When will yeah. Li- hey Chris? I know you have the insight on this. When will Live actually come out with a champions Live? Stop. <laughs> All right. They better hurry because they got like a year left. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about Live next segment. Uh, but we're going to pile on poor J.R. Ross before we get done with this segment. Story. Story uh, coming up. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is now. By yes. the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's so unfoundedly not true. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> story from the NCAA Division Three Women's Championship playing uh, in Howie in the Hills, Mission Inn. They have a bunch of great golf tournaments yeah. there. Yeah, they do. Um, well, par four sixth, uh, the guy that's decided to set the golf course <laughs> up. Uh, just real quick, the word pin is not in the rule book. There was no pin involved in this story. Uh, there was a hole cut on the par four sixth in the middle of a five percent slope. People were putting the ball past the hole, having it come back, trying to make it in on the back door like they're playing miniature golf, and it was coming <laughs> all the way back to them, ten feet away. It got so bad that the NCAA, after the round was finished, reviewed some of the videos and said, "You know what? We're just going to cancel the scores." That were already finished. 151 players had played that hole. They had finished the round for the day. It was so bad, they said, we're not going to count these scores. We're going to throw the third round out. And that's what they did. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. They finished the holes. They finished the tournament. <laughs> wow. I know. Why don't, I knew. Why yeah. don't you just delete the hole if you felt it was unfair and, and, and play a 17th hole, 17-hole tournament? 
So, Chris, you can yeah. you can sense some defensiveness there. <laughs> no, I'm just I, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. Because I don't know maybe any, he was a guy I don't know that anyone that would ever do anything like that, and that's why I'm just so in my just, mind. I'm trying to grasp this. Let me try to soften the blow. Uh, <laughs> J.R. Ross is a wonderful golf administrator. Uh, when we have club events at Dogwood, he's out there the week ahead of time. He's marking the golf course. He's looking at the ground under repair. He's marking penalty areas. Oh, yes. uh, he probably should consult with the superintendent on some of these quote penalty areas, but <laughs> yes. but this this is work that doesn't do itself. He's got to be out there doing it. And and you run out of paint. You got to go out and get more paint. You got to get some help and the thing clogs. I mean, this is, this is <laughs> thankless this is a thankless job. There's a tra- butt coming, Chris. Oh yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So you can just you can dissolve everything he's just said because after the butt, this is what counts. Okay. So let me thank you for that yeah. thankless but, job. Okay, now yeah, let's. Okay, that's thank you for the fluff. Now let's hear you. But Chris, when it comes to setting hole locations, dude is cross-eyed. He does this all the time. We got it's like we're playing skee ball out there. Flag sticks are leaning forty-five degrees to a side. Dude, there's flat spots on the green. Put the holes in the flat spots. Play dummy. golf, baby. That's you're all, supposed to go. You're all playing the same pin set. Oh, there's wah, no pins. Wah, wah. Brian's whining. <laughs> there's no pins. This, this clown down here in Florida just tried to do the same thing. They canceled the round on him. Nobody wants to putt to these sorts of holes. Put the hole in the you, flat spot. You the, are a putt-putt champion. You should you should absolutely <laughs> admire wow. the guy for doing that. I am the Georgia State putting champion. I know. I know. So, you know. But you can't do this. Oh, the former Georgia State putting champion. You yeah. shut up, Adam. <laughs> Adam, you get credit for one. Yeah, that's right. We give you credit. Uh, Good job out of you, Adam. I just thought you would see. So, again, if you, JR, just in his defense, he usually only misses by one step. His so, holes are one step away from being excellent. Yep. But they're just, that's one very, that's three very important feet. That's one very important step. And in this one, it didn't look like there was a flat spot anywhere near it. I don't know what that this was, guy was. That thinking. was terrible. Yeah, I, I, after you mentioned it in the pre-show, I went and looked at it. Yeah, I've never, ever, ever, other than the, my toys for Todd's tournament, had one where the ball <laughs> rolls fifteen to twenty feet back. Twenty-nine at you. golfers made triple or worse. Yeah, that on was not all. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Brian, just you know, to mention that it made me think of something. It's, you and I played together the one year at the uh, Legacy in Fox Creek, the, the Pro-Am. Yes. And uh, I played in it the following year, or two years later, whatever. On Leg- and Legacy, they had two or three holes set up that could have been legitimate toys for Tots setups. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, for the life of me, I didn't understand that either, why they would have set it up that way. Because it, was, it wasn't a scramble event, as you knew. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I... I I get it. I mean, I don't. I've never done, and, and I appreciate you bringing that in because it is kind of a great. It's a great story. I love it. But yeah, I mean that that was ridiculous. I looked at it. I, the ball literally was rolling back to them. Uh, well, the, I saw because the thing is, it got so bad that somebody sat there with the camera, and there are videos yes. out on Twitter supporting this. So somebody was out there with a camera for multiple hours. Yes, and and you could see that some of these young ladies were literally trying to make it at twelve o'clock. Yes. You know, the, the miss yeah, was they right, were. Let's, let's hit it up there on the left edge. Let's miss the hole and then let it roll back in. 
Uh, I mean, again, that's miniature golf stuff. Well, I like the girl I saw on one Twitter video. She putted it. She knew it was going to come back, and she ran up there because she was going to try to mark it, but then it stopped. Yeah, and it, couldn't it, get it there. It was she hilarious. Yeah. yeah, she, she wasn't fast. By... She wasn't fast enough. That was her problem. Right, she couldn't get there. She missed it by half a second. She <laughs> yeah, was exactly. almost there. So, train her to be quicker. She'd have been able to mark her ball. <laughs> yes. So, the lesson for anyone out there that's setting up golf courses, and there's not too many folks that are. There's just no reason to push this. That that whole location, anything that you think is clever <laughs> would be just as clever one step closer to the flat spot. It's just <laughs> as clever. It's the same. Oh, we, want, we don't want you to hit it over here. We want to make that miss really tough. It's just as tough if the hole is one step flatter. It really is. I promise you. I'll have that conversation <laughs> with Jr. the next time I see him. Oh, third person. <laughs> <laughs> we fired Jr. Ross. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. Uh, not a good week for, uh, for the Live Golf folks. Oh, here we go. Not a good week. <laughs> I didn't we see will. it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we will tell you. I mean, that we got legal decisions. Uh, we've got administrative decisions. And not one but two voting members of the World Golf Ranking Executive Committee have had things to say. And uh, it, it's turning into the Jerry Springer show now. We'll tell you <laughs> what we're talking about next. It's the golf show on Mother's Day on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, we have one Georgia section professional that is going to be driving all the way up to Rochester, New York next week for the PGA Championship. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Anthony Cortez decides to fly. And I'm pretty sure he's already up there. Uh, but and by the way, shame on me. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing his last name right. We called a lot of his shots as he finished in the top 20 PGA Professional Championship. He is going to represent not only the 28,000 men and women golf professionals from this great country, but also he's going to represent our state. He's going to represent the Cherokee Town and Country Club. He's playing next week at Oak Hill. In the PGA Championship, Anthony Cortez from Cherokee Town and Country Club. Congratulations. That's who's driving. Do you know Anthony, JR? You have not I, met him. I, I don't I've know met. him. Yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, uh, good luck to him. Bring, 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 make the cut. I mean, you know, that's a, it's an honor to get to play in it and making the cuts just, I think, would be a great goal for, for anyone. I don't care if you're you know, PGA member or a tour player. I mean, it's a, it's a major championship. You're playing Saturday and Sunday in a major uh, kudos to anybody that does that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. All right. Bad week. Uh, we, we've got, that's J.R. Ross. Chris Mascaro is with us. He does the Next on the T podcast. He's been <laughs> toying with the I Love Live and If You Love, if You Live Love, You Should Love Live Too podcast. <laughs> Another bad week for Liv uh, in the uh, in the courts. Uh, first of all, the European Tour announced they want to find 26 more players. Remember, it took them a while. It, when, when this first happened, the London event, the first Liv event was opposite a European Tour event. They have the same policy the PGA Tour has. Hey, if you want to play somewhere, you gotta, uh, we got to grant you a release. Why is that? Well, because we've already sold you to our sponsors 
and that's where your money's coming from. So if you want to do something other than that, you got to ask us first. And uh, every every tour member signs that agreement, and they all understand that agreement. And I think most of them even agree with that agreement. So, so a couple of, a bunch of guys missed that. And for the tour, it was an immediate suspension. For the European tour, it was a fine, hundred thousand dollars. And if you remember, part of that was that the what what happened was that Liv said, "Well, we'll pay the fines." All right. Then they immediately challenged it in court, and they weren't even sure that the European tour was going to have the ability to find those guys. Well, that arbitration panel ruled a couple months ago, or maybe it was a month ago, that, yes, the European tour can indeed discipline their players for, for violating this very clear policy that they told them a thousand times, you can't do this. Uh, so it's $100,000. Excuse me, 100,000 uh, pounds. Apparently, everybody but Sergio has paid it. Uh, and now they've got 26 other players that are going to be fined or sanctioned in some other way. Uh, it's all the live guys. So what they did was they countered by Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter and Richard Bland and Sergio. They all resigned officially last week, resigned their memberships. Did you guys talk about that or was that a, uh, no, no, no we okay. didn't talk about so it. that was between that, the last show and this show, they resigned their memberships. All right. Well, what do we care? And what do they care? Well, this is for Sergio. It's about the seventeenth final straw. Means he can't, <laughs> can't play in the in the Ryder Cup. It's all about the Ryder Cup. We're wondering who, what team's going to show up in Italy. Well, it, you know, every first of all, Sergio didn't play the minimum. Then he didn't renew his membership. Now he's resigned his membership. He didn't pay the fine. All of these things are well. If he doesn't do this, he can't play in the Ryder Cup. Well, look, if there was, if one of them was true, we wouldn't have to write the story about the other one. But this is just another step. These guys are now apparently really seriously not going to play. <laughs> They're on double secret probation yeah, exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that happened this week. Other thing that happened this week, uh, on the PGA Tour side of things, Phil Mickelson immediately sued the PGA Tour when this all started, and it was about antitrust practices and collusion and basically sued them for being a monopoly. Well, he has since removed his name from the lawsuit, and now all of the players, there were only two players left on the blank versus the PGA Tour litigation, and it was Matt Jones and Bryson DeChambeau. They have officially removed their name from the lawsuit. Now, in between when Phil started it and when these guys just pulled out of it, Liv added its name. So now it's just simply Liv versus the PGA Tour in this lawsuit that's supposed to start the beginning of next year. It just continues to get delayed, and I'm not so sure this thing's ever going to ever see the light of day. But now, at this point, the other thing that happened this week was there are now no players involved in that lawsuit anymore chris i take that as a positive step by yeah the way. oh 100 percent, right i mean I, what we've been talking about on this show since the beginning is the idea of let's get out of the court so we can actually settle some things and maybe actually get to a table with one another and have that these kinds of conversations so the fewer players and the fewer pieces of law uh fewer lawsuits that we have standing in our way of actually having conversations between the tours if you will uh, is is better. So I'm glad to see that maybe we can get to a less litigious sort of news uh, news story and actually talk golf. Yeah. Well, and how about this quote from Bryson's agent 
Bryson, who took his name off the lawsuit this week. Uh, Bryson wants to solely focus on competing at the highest level week in and week out. There you go. Wow. Here, I'll, I'll throw a little <laughs> take. I'll throw a little take in there for the live, love, oh, love, liver. Here we go. No, I just basically think this is just one step closer to these guys saying, look, this ain't going to work. We, we got to f- figure out a trail back to the PGA Tour. We don't want our name on anything that's involved. Let it just be the tour. Yeah, and, and so the big problem with that lawsuit as it goes forward now is that the judge has said that some of the the public investment fund officials are going to have to be deposed. Uh, the the, the right. funding, the source of the funding is important in the judge's opinion, and the source of the funding does not want to be involved, does not want to be asked questions. So there's just this lawsuit is going to stop. Once again, that would be good news for golf fans because the two sides will not talk to each other while this is going on. And if you want them to talk to each other, you got to get this to end. I don't know if I want them to talk to each other or not, but I'm sick of this thing. <laughs> yes. 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 I do want them to talk to each other. That's yes, what they I should know. do. Well, and what do you want them to say? You love Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you like for them to say? So... I, what I would really like to see happen is is they actually start to talk to one another and they open it up where you can play whatever tour you decide you want to play well, in they can that do the, week. Oh, no, they can't. no. They can't no. do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, you re- that's, that's what you would really yeah. like. I mean, Love it. Who benefits from that? Everybody benefits from that. Well, the players from benefit, that. From, yeah, that the well, benefit from that. But you're not going to be – how do you sell a sponsorship when you have no idea right. who's playing? You do that every week. You sell no, you a sponsorship don't. every week. You don't know who's playing. Yeah, but they have they have a, a clear offering. Here's what's on the table. Here's our menu. You're going to get 150 of these options, you know, and, and, and obviously with the designated events, you know exactly who's playing. Unless so you're Rory McIlroy. Well, right. <laughs> and, in your way, in, and in your way, Chris, now the two tours are – solely competing against each other for a better course, a better venue, a right. better sponsor. Yes. I, nah. yes. An antiquated Look, system. At, at, at the heart of, of professional golf, these guys are independent contractors. Sure. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can of. go play wherever I want to go play. I should be able to play wherever I want to play. And they can right now. No, they can't. Yeah, sure so the can. catch, the catch no, there, because they, they never were independent contractors. Uh, the, when you become a PGA Tour player, you sign that agreement that says you're gonna, you're gonna adhere to their, their rules and regulations, so that they can go sell you. You know, and that was Phil's point early right. about media rights. Yeah. And well, where do you think your money comes from, dummy? <laughs> that there isn't a professional athlete in the world that controls his or her own media rights. The league sells those to get your salary. That's how that works. That's, that's how it's always worked. Oh, you want to be a disruptor? Okay, well, how's that going for you? It ain't going so great. Your new way of doing things isn't really working. Yeah, your new way of doing things, the only reason it's still in business at all is because you got a guy that has unlimited funds keeping you alive. And you're whining about it every week. All you're doing when you're whining about it is saying it doesn't work. Right. Where do you think your money comes from, dummy? You're right. <laughs> so the money comes from the fact that they sold, hey, to AT&T this week, for example. 
here's who uh, here's who's likely going to come to your event. This is why we're going to charge you three or four million dollars or whatever we charge you. And they said, well, you're not going to get Tiger. Yeah, we're not going to get Tiger, but you might get this guy and you might get that guy. And we're going to have regulations that require this, that and the other. Oh, well, they can go over to Saudi Arabia and play for a bunch of money. No, they can't. And that's what dear AT&T, they can't do that. Give us three million dollars. Love the tour. That's, <laughs> that's right. You're right. You're 100. percent That's how that works. Couldn't have and been that, said better. Right. Love that's, it. That's that's how you do that. So same for the NFL. You know those players can't go. Well, they're going to skip the game on Sunday because they've got a uh, they've got a they're, they're going to go eat. play from the CFL this week because they're playing. I like I like they're playing in Edmonton. I'd rather spend the weekend in Edmonton than Cleveland. Yeah, or they're going to go play a beach <laughs> volleyball game on yeah, Monday yeah. at noon, and they just want to take Sunday off. Okay, well that's fine. Well, we're paying you to show up Sunday. Right. So you got to show up Sunday. Because we sold to CBS and NBC and ESPN that you were going to be there on Sunday. So if you want to skip Sunday, you don't get paid. Right. Stupid. Go to your ball and hit it. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, obviously Liv doesn't have those problems. They've got unlimited funds at this point. But uh, now, the other, the other thing that turns this week, the other thing that makes this a bad week, uh, they've been begging and whining for world golf ranking points. Uh, CEO of the PGA of America... Seth Waugh did an inver- in, in, uh, interview yesterday, Times of London. Uh, Chris, you read it. Uh, this is a guy that has a vote. He, here's where this is, where it becomes a Jerry Springer show. Uh, the World Golf Rankings has asked Liv. Liv put in a, an application. Uh, it wasn't, there wasn't enough information in it. World Golf Rankings says, here, we need these two things. Okay? Uh, and one of those things was, we need to know a little bit more about your financial backing. All right, Liv doesn't want to answer that question. So the World Golf Rankings are waiting for that response. Liv has decided that they're not going to respond. They sent an email back to him and said, we're not going to respond to that. How do you respond to our lack of response? And so Liv's <laughs> waiting for the World Golf Rankings to say something. World Golf Rankings is waiting for Liv to answer the first question. This is like two 12-year-olds arguing with each other. This is stupid. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, it's not like it's a secret where the money's coming from. So yeah, it's sort of a head scratcher for me. Like, look, if you want to get your world golf ranking points, answer the questions. I yes. mean, I, it, yeah, that to me doesn't make any sense on, on their part because that's that's sort of the thing that the players and that tour has been looking for, for legitimacy, if you will, is to give us world golf ranking points. Right. And we deserve it because we've got all these great players. I'll answer some of the questions and let's move on. I, I don't understand it. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and you're not going to continue to get players if you don't have World Golf Ranking Points. This isn't about them being proud of their format or not. This is the recruiting process. You're only going to get folks that are exempt into majors through other ways, and the, the clock is ticking on all those. Sure. You're going to get the 40-year-olds. That's what you're going to get. You're not going to get the young players unless they can earn their way into majors on your tour, and they can't do that right now. So that's why they're fighting for this. Mm-hmm. And right now, apparently there's, a, there's an email that they need to answer. <laughs> and, Brian, I mean, in, in retrospect, thinking back, and I know you know probably as much about this as anyone out there, personally, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see that coming either. Do you? Well, I didn't. 
the, the golf world thinks they might get some points, completely limited points. And that's because Mike Wan, who's the CEO of the USGA, said it's a math problem. Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America, said the same thing. It's a math problem. He said we can solve this with math, meaning that, okay, the fact they're only playing 54 holes and they don't really have a feeder tour and and there's only 48 of them, they're just not going to give them a lot of points. Right. You know, Randy White is a great player. He's won two two Smyrna City championships. You had me in that field. You had Tony Trentacost in that field. You could have given us an eighth of a world golf ranking point. But that's not going to get us into a major. No, so, you'd have to play in a lot of Smyrna City Opens to get, <laughs> right. get enough points for that. Right. They could have and, to host one every day. And that's what they say. <laughs> this could be solved with math. Well, they're just not going to give them very many points where playing a live schedule and not other. Now, you know, they don't want a guy – Finishing 20th in live events, we don't even know what that means right. to, to play his way into the world go- top 50 in the world golf rankings because we don't know what it means. Right. Uh, there's the team aspect. There, there's, there's lots of questionable things out there about this. So two, but two voting members of the world golf rankings have said the same thing. So we could solve that with math. So I'll agree with you, JR. I didn't think they were going to get any points. But to hear that, that's at least a maybe. Right. But it wouldn't be a lot of points, and they'd be whining about that. Crystal cover it, could just be pass- <laughs> or it could just be pacifying them to tell you, hey, we're going to think about it, and they got a wink, wink, handshake, which, it ain't going down. Which is the answer that, that you're supposed to give. Right. Isn't it? Exactly. You know, if you're on the board of the World Golf right. Rankings, you have a vote, you are supposed to consider this. Sure. You know, you really are. Exactly. So, uh, all right, we're going to step aside. Uh, that was a wonderful discussion. Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm this really sucks. sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We, we didn't you. talk about the leaderboard, the fact that the four aces are winning the team event. Don't they even so have a leaderboard? And, what leaderboard? Do they have and, a leaderboard? Dustin Johnson's winning the golf tournament. I don't even, what? I didn't even know they were no, playing this not, weekend. Uh, Ryan Palmer's winning the golf tournament. What golf tournament are you talking <laughs> exactly. about? Exactly. That's not my problem, and golf fans don't care about that. Okay. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. It's the golf show on the fan, (laughs) 680 and 93.7 FM. We're back with you on the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Chris Mascaro, J.R. Ross, Adam Crooks, Cullen Madden. I'm Brian Katrick. Going to be back home for one day before turning around and heading up to Rochester, New York, PGA Championship is coming up. The U.S. Open is going to be here before we know it. Uh, talking about the U.S. Senior Open qualifier that they just had at Woodmont. It was in such great shape. Uh, can't thank the folks at Woodmont enough and the folks at the GSGA enough for having it. There was a story this week about a U.S. Open qualifier. The U.S. Open local qualifying is going on. By the way, Matt Kuchar's son got through the first stage. There's a chance that we could have two Kuchers in the U.S. Open. Wow, that'd be good. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Love it. Uh, But then there's this story. Uh, Young man from uh, who's playing at the Illini Country Club, Springfield, Illinois. He's on the Illinois golf team. His name is Tommy Cole. He shoots 62 in local qualifying. He's going to be the medalist. He's going to make it through to, uh, to sectional qualifying easily, except that he wound up having to disqualify himself. Uh, the the sin that he committed, uh, they were he was talking to one of his teammates about the bumpiness of the greens. The greens were, were still had airification marks in them. They had been punched, 
And and they were talking about that. And I guess Tommy said, well, I was, you know, it was taking me a lot of time. I was having to fix these things. He was talking (laughs) about being able to fix them. Well, you're not allowed to fix them. And then when he figured that out, he had to go turn himself. He didn't have to, but he chose to go turn himself in. And it is it is a disqualification. Good on him for doing the right thing. But I got a lot of questions about this, Chris. What what what? I mean, first of all, why are we playing on a golf course? Why are we right. playing a U.S. Open right. qualifier on a golf right. course with greens that have been punched? Well, I'd like right. to see. I'd like to see how bad bad they were. What stage of recovery? Doesn't matter. No, no, I understand. But I mean, we've all played airified greens two weeks later. You might have a couple spots. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't believe it was what it looks like five days after or a week after and we're playing on it. Probably. Well, this is the second golf course, right? And in, in this in this show that we are questioning how did this happen? Right? And not just in a little event. Well, how true. does this happen? Well, the, and the yeah. thing about it is, is what's the, I mean, you have to know the schedule of what, right? Did, where's did, the communication? Hey, ex- you know, exactly. you know open coming up and we're going to airify <laughs> that close. I mean, because, you know, we all know how much weather affects the growing back in up north. I mean, if it's cold, it's not growing as quickly back. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that part of it's a poor, poor judgment. Uh, I just would, I, I would just like to see how how bad it was. And, again, kudos to him because he's going to get a lot of mileage out of doing the right thing, of course, and he did. And that's another great benefit of our game. We call penalties on ourselves. Right, and, I, and I'm with you on all of that. But for the tournament officials to have showed up that week <laughs> – right. Had to have looked at the greens and were like, what? Right. What has happened here? Right. I, I got a U.S. Open qualifier that we're about to tee off here in a couple of days, and these aren't going to be okay in well, a couple well, of days. Well, that's again, that's why I want to see how, I'd like to see how bad it really was. I mean, was it just a few spots that he fixed? I, I, I just can't believe they're still picking up sand as the ball <laughs> rolling across the green, looking like it's on a Plinko board. I just yeah. can't think they were that bad. I think that's a great point, Jr. So mark that down. That's a first. Um, uh, <laughs> Jr. gets credit. <laughs> sorry, Jr. gets credit. I think that's a great point. But it also quick side story. If you see your golf course superintendent, you buy him a beer, hug that person <laughs> because it's the whole country has gone through a bad golf winter, especially right. down here in the southeast. No course has recovered the way that it normally would. So so all of the courses here in the southeast, they're a little slower to come out of the winter than they normally are. Your superintendent's been stressing about it. They know it's not in perfect shape. 100% correct. Just, yeah. and, all, and all the rain then on top of it. I mean, I've seen so many bad areas where water's been laying. I mean, in the first time in a long time, I remember, you know, we've had a lot of winter kill where the Bermuda was just frozen, you know, with the cold temperatures we had around Christmas time. And having come, those don't come out of dormancy like that. So you're right, Brian. Yeah. yeah, the the uh, the global cooling is killing golf courses. And we've got it. We've got to figure this Man, thing I'm out. Doing my part, I'm getting as many V8s as I possibly can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, just your superintendents do it, and there's not. And it's everybody. It doesn't matter, big budget, little budget. Your superintendent is doing everything. I, I've played a big money golf course. Uh, we talked to a guy from a big money golf course in Charlotte. Uh, same problems. Now, why did Quail Hollow look great? Well, Quail Hollow overseeded. This was a great winter right. for cool weather grass. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we don't have too many places that use those. If you're, if you're a warm weather grass course, which most of ours are, man, just give your guy a break. He's been, he's been humping it, and 
There ain't much. It, nothing anybody could do. No. I mean, fer- fertilizing has been done. I mean, I've seen – you're right. It's, but it's, but it, still, this this tournament what, did not catch anybody by surprise. No, they should not have. No, that, that one there, yeah, the aerification <laughs> didn't have anything to do with a, a bad winter or too much <laughs> rain. I mean, the, the schedule date, that that's just uh, – someone that one slipped through the cracks somehow. And, and folks are saying, well, wait a minute. I thought they said you could fix everything on the greens. Yes, so did Tommy. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, you can fix anything on the greens except for this. Yeah, and I actually don't know why you can't fix this. Yeah, Th- there's not, no reason for that, this. That another one of the revisited. dumb rules of golf. Yeah, that one could be revisited yes. and, 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 and changed. I bet you it does. I if bet you this launches that. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I think they will change. It. I mean, no, no one player is going to unerify all of the greens. Right. So. <laughs> 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 on paper, it might have seemed like, well, we can't let them fix that because they'll undo the progress. No, they won't. Right. Bryson, Bryson maybe would. <laughs> be out there for, and it, this goes back, Cullen, I'll give you credit. Yeah, exactly. This goes, Cullen goes gets back credit. To, this goes back to a comment we talked about with the phones. Look, you got 40 seconds. I don't care what you do. Bring out a steamroller. If you got 40 <laughs> seconds... Do anything you want for 40 seconds. How many how many old, old holes can you possibly fix in 40 seconds? At 41 seconds, you're now hitting your next shot. <laughs> or or each player, after they're done, they could go around and, and fix the verification marks because you can fix it after you've played it. So it's all good for the next. Day. Pay it forward. So, hey, fellas, yeah. pay before, it you go, before you go to the next team, do us a solid. Right. Go back That's to right. the greens. <laughs> And fix all that yeah, stuff. Right. Pay it forward, yeah. baby. For, for the guys you're for the guys you're playing against. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. but the guys in front of you are taking care of you. Yeah, no, this isn't live golf. We don't do that. Oh, that's true. That's we true. We're, we're not all on the same team. Miss putts on purpose. We're to not help drafting our for our partner. <laughs> no. Oh, with uh, the drafting. Yeah. Oh, no, the drafting is by manufacturer, JR. How <laughs> yeah. dare you? There okay. could be no drafting at Darlington. All right. <laughs> Great job. Thanks uh, thanks to all our guests, which were none. <laughs> we did have Brian Katrick talking about yeah, himself. Brian, yeah, that counts. Yeah. It blew my mind. <laughs> Cullen. <laughs> Adam, well done. Chris, JR, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. I'm anti-turtle. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.